Hi, I'm Tori Aletto, and welcome to the Imperfect Person Podcast. I'm your host, a licensed marriage and family therapist for the last 15 years. This podcast was created from the heart of my work, which is how the hardest parts of life often lead us to healing the relationship we have with ourselves. Each episode will dive into hard conversations with honesty and compassion. I'm so grateful that this podcast was produced by my friends over at Next Level University. And now let's move through the hard stuff together. Hello, and welcome back to the Imperfect Person podcast. I'm your host, Tori Leto, and today's topic is living a life of values versus living a life from emotion. Okay, so this is kind of a nuanced topic, and I'm going to try my best to hit the nuances so that we can really grasp the heart of this. When we are deeply connected to ourselves, we know what our values are. And then we have something greater, I'd say, that grounds us in our decision-making so that emotions become experiences to be felt instead of decision-makers. Okay, so what do I mean by this? So often we're going through something hard and emotions inevitably show up as they're meant to. And we lose ourselves in the experience. Let's go through some examples of what I mean by this and how important it is for values to ground us. So this is a common one I think we can all relate to. We are working to let go of a toxic relationship. And then we find ourselves grieving in deep sadness. And now we have sort of two ways to go. We either honor and feel and validate the sadness and ground ourselves with the values of why this relationship isn't good for us right now so that we leave room, right? Those values, oh yes, that's why we're here. The emotions make sense and don't go away because of our values, but they find a space to be felt versus losing ourselves, which looks a lot more like I'm really sad. Maybe I should reach out. Maybe I made the wrong choice. What if we did this and that and this and that instead, and you start negotiating your needs, your boundaries, and inevitably your values because of the emotion and how overwhelming it is. Another good example of this is when we attempt to set a boundary, or let's say maybe we set one and we feel an intense amount of guilt. And then we have two ways to go. Either we allow the guilt to exist and we start to grow a tolerance for feeling guilt and remind ourselves of the values that inevitably ground our boundaries, or the guilt consumes us and starts to sort of convince us maybe we shouldn't set that boundary. Maybe that was a little harsh. Maybe I should go back and say, forget it. It starts to kind of renegotiate what's important to us. Um, and the last one I'll give you just to kind of throw in all these different uh, examples of this is let's say we're about to make a big choice, a big decision. We're leaving a job, a big move, something big. And we are terrified. We're scared of the unknown. We're fearful. We either find space to feel scared and validate it 
and ground ourselves with the values of why we're making this choice. Or the fear overwhelms us and we get stunted in the decision-making process. We avoid it. We, we start to, you know, we start to fantasize around the comfort of our current situation. So these are ways we lose ourselves in emotion. And we can, and I know many people enter therapy in this place because they're enmeshed with their emotional experiences. And when we're enmeshed with our emotional experiences, we can't tell the difference between us and our emotions. And here's the thing, emotions are a part of us, but they are not meant to make our choices or our decisions. They are meant to help us learn ourselves more deeply so that we can get closer to ourselves, come home to ourselves and make choices from a grounded place. That's what they're meant for. But because most of us never learned how to actually feel, the process is confusing. Either emotions are so overwhelming, they overtake us, we lose ourselves, or we don't want to feel at all and we just start to numb away with the millions of things that we can numb from. But either one of those experiences doesn't lead us closer to ourselves. In all of those previous examples, our emotions are just hijacking our ability to stay close to us. And often this is when we make choices based on avoiding or managing our emotional self instead of honoring our true self. And likely, again, this is what I really feel is healing, is alignment or kind of coming home to ourselves in alignment to our values. Now, what's so tricky about values is that they get challenging to know, right? So first off, we get influenced by our family values, religious values, society's values. You know, we get, we're confused. Like what is actually important to me? What are my values? And here's the nuance here. So stick with me because I hope this makes sense. When we are trying to find our values, this is no easy answer, but I'm going to try to give you something (laughs) because I think so many of us are like, well, how do I know what my values are? Here's the thing. You can feel your values. You actually can feel when you're in alignment. And when you feel alignment, you can then start to explore what's happening right now around me that's making me feel this way. And I would describe the feeling of alignment as light and free and energetically like moving, natural kind of energy. It's more of an energy than a feeling in my opinion. You feel creative, excited, passionate. And it's also, I want to say there's some sort of self-trust feeling in there. That's when you know that you're aligned. And when you feel that, or if you've ever felt that, you could start to explore, what was I doing? What was happening? What relationships were I in or or near? And you kind of start to pinpoint the things that are occurring that create that feeling in you, which leads you to discovering, well, what do these all have in common? And it kind of lets you start poking around to finding your values. On the other end of it, many of us are out of alignment. And that feeling is probably going to be something that you can relate to more of is when you are drained, blah, ugh, dull, unmotivated, not excited, having, you know, struggling to be present. I think that's a big one in the difference with alignment. I think when you are aligned, you are able to be present because you're connected. 
when you are out of alignment, it's impossible to sit with yourself or another without distracting yourself. That's a key one. And I notice for me, when I'm out of alignment, I be my codependence flares. It's like a beautiful red flag to be like, Hey, Hey, baby, Tori, calm down a little bit. <laughs> You're out of alignment. Cause when I'm connected to me, I am in my own body. I'm in my own experiences, my own emotions, and I am self-responsible. When I lose myself, I start to go towards old behaviors, old learn behaviors that pull me away from me. And for me, I love me some codependence, you know, I'll let you know what you're doing wrong all day. <laughs> so that's what I know. So I think what's really important is if you want to sit with this, you really want to kind of put two sort of things on, on a piece of paper, let's say alignment. What are you doing and what's happening around you when you feel connected and free and you know, that energy and what's happening when you're not. And then through that kind of practice, you start to learn what's connected to your true values. And it's such a gift to get there and to know what they are, because then they ground you so much in your decision-making. They remind you of what's important so that you can experience your emotions without having them overtake. Alignment happens, healing, which is what I call alignment happens when we can see ourselves beyond our current patterns. And then we find our way back. That's what healing is. That's what life is, in my opinion. And we don't live life perfectly aligned. We just move from out of alignment, back to alignment, out of alignment, back to alignment. I think that's what life looks more like. And it's, it starts with just separating ourselves from our behavior and our feelings and being able to observe ourselves. That's where it begins. When I can honestly say, oh, look, I'm being codependent versus being so fiercely in my codependence, I can then start to observe. I'm like this another little version of me. That's like, it's probably a big version of me. That's like, wait a minute, we got to chuck in with what's going on with ourselves. And then you sort of start to kind of pay attention. It's a kind of thing where like you're constantly numbing and you know, you're numbing and you're on your phone for way too long. And you finally put the phone down. What are you actually experiencing in your body? What are you feeling when you decide to finally tap into those experiences? There's a wealth of knowledge there waiting for you. And yes, it's very intimidating and difficult to do. Sometimes it's things you don't want to face like a failed friendship or a failed relationship that you're still in. And you know, you don't want to face how difficult this is going to be, or maybe it's something that you're excited to do, but you're just terrified to put yourself out there. Whatever the situation is, those feelings are there, whether you pay attention to them or not. And when we finally move past the behaviors that we're used to doing that block us from experiencing ourselves, we then kind of sit in the body and notice, oh God, I'm anxious. Oh, actually I'm sad. And we start to explore parts of us. And that is what I think healing is. That is the pathway that's often leading us back to ourselves. And here are some questions that I like to ask myself when I'm feeling a little, uh, down, blah. I like to ask myself, what's not yet being lived? Because that's a question that really gets me thinking. What's not yet being honored or expressed? What's not yet being spoken about that needs to be? You know, when we have things that are on the horizon, they're going to manifest in the body. And then that usually 
looks like us doing things, our protective behaviors, I call them. And when we're able to notice ourselves, we can work our way back. And those questions really bring me back to some exploration of self. And then usually, you know, this isn't a black and white thing, but usually those answers show me where the misalignment is. Oh, this is my value and I'm doing the opposite. That's hard. That's painful. That's sad. But it gives me also a place to know what's next for me, what actions I do want to take, what conversations need to be had, what things need to be expressed. And it's a pretty life-changing process uh, to have with yourself. And I think this is so often what we're doing in therapy. We just don't know that that's what we're doing in therapy is we're really putting all these kind of pieces together because it's overwhelming. But this is how we connect the dots. Um, what I really want to say about this is that most of us, or I would assume that the process of from going out of alignment to alignment should feel freeing, but I think it's the opposite. I think it's a very painful process because what happens is we're out of alignment and then we're automatically engaging in behaviors to help us manage. And then we pause and we notice and we come back. And that's not exactly a freeing feeling on the other end. It's likely pain. It's likely something really hard that we have to face in ourselves, whether it's with ourselves or another or both. It is a lot of pain, a lot of breaking um, in order to get on the pathway towards alignment, towards freedom. But I think that's so important because I don't think we realize how much mourning and grief and sadness and emotions are in growing are in the pathway to kind of home to ourselves. And that's sort of the full circle of it all. Uh, the more willing we are able to sit with ourselves, the closer we can get to ourselves. The closer we get to ourselves, the more deeply we know what's important to us. And our values start to really stick out and become, you know, guideposts to how we live. And when we have guideposts, when we have values that ground us, we can then leave room to feel because our feelings aren't going to overtake our decisions. They're not going to overtake and make us lose ourselves. They are going to be things that we experience alongside living. And I truly believe in a very giant nutshell, <laughs> this is what all of us are doing. And this is in our own versions, of course, and this is what healing and living truly is. Um, I think when we say stuff like feeling stuck, so many of us can relate, right? The feeling of stuck. I'm stuck here in this relationship, in this part of my life. I feel stuck, stuck, stuck. That, that word actually really encompasses out of alignment. I hope that this clarifies a little bit of the nuance of this. If you're completely confused, understand that this is a confusing topic. But the biggest takeaway here is that emotions aren't meant to drive your choices. They're meant to get to know yourself more deeply and they're meant to be felt. Our values are what keep us in alignment. They keep us true to ourselves. They keep us close to our self-worth and honoring our self-worth. And when we use our values to ground our choices, emotions become experiences, not a space to lose ourselves in. 
Thank you guys for joining me here today. Come find me on NY Therapist. And I actually have a really exciting live event coming up um, in Boston. You can check that out. Maybe we can put the link here too. If you can come visit us, I'm joining my friends at Next Level University and I would love to meet you all. Um, and that is on March 26th. So get your tickets soon. And I look forward to seeing you on Instagram. Bye. Bye.